0: Um, Hey, I want to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, We're going to be coming from Colossians. We're in a series that Aaron started last week called Supreme, and we are going to be we're slowly working our way through the book of Colossians, and we are in verses 9 through 14 this week. Uh, If you are going to follow along on your phone, it's going to be in the NIV version. So this is Colossians 1, verses 9 through 14. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. And then let's go ahead and pray. And I am... Uh, as, as we go into prayer, I'm actually going to ask the worship team to go ahead and hop back on the stage. So Lord Jesus, uh, we, we stand um, when we read your words because we want to signal with our bodies that we're submitted to the word of the King. And so Lord, we want our hearts to be open to what it is that you want to say and speak through your words tonight. We want to be submitted to you that we're Lord, we're doing this series called Supreme because you are the supreme king. We want all of our lives, all of it, every shred of us, to be submitted to you. And so we ask that you would help us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me, let me just give a quick preface. Um, this is going to be a short message. Hence, the worship team is already on the stage. Um, The reason for that is what the big idea of this passage um, is, I think, at least in my spirit, means that this needs to be a short message tonight. This is a little ironic because this is one of the most complex passages that Paul writes in all of the letters that he writes to the churches. There is one sentence alone where there are 218 unique Greek words, um, which if you're a Greek scholar, you'd be like, that's a lot. Uh, it's, a, it's not just a run-on sentence, it's incredibly complex. Um, and so th- I, I felt like there were two options for us tonight. One was to go incredibly long and incredibly deep into the text. Um, the other option was to pull back and really understand at a very simple but deep level what it is that what Paul is inviting this church into. And so the way that I want to help us understand this, this text tonight uh, primarily is through telling you a story. Um, I, I want you to picture that, that it's a thousand years ago. Uh, so this is a, this is like a true story. Uh, it's a, it's about a thousand years ago, and it is at this point there's no electricity, right? A thousand years ago, um, this this small village has just experienced Good Friday, and so they've come together. Uh, and what it is that they would do? They would come into th- this church that is made of stone. Um, and then they would read the seven passages that Jesus cries out on the cross. And for each passage that they read, they blow out a candle. This, is a, this, this service is called the Tenebrae. It's the service of shadows. At the last, at the last cry of Jesus, when he, when he exhales his very last, the last candle was blown out. And the entire village leaves the stone church in utter darkness. So that's, that's how Friday night ends. On Saturday morning, they go about the normal things that they would do on a Saturday, but they don't speak. Saturday afternoon hits. They go about the normal things that they would do on a Saturday afternoon, but they don't speak. On Saturday evening, they go about the things that they would normally do, eating, getting the kids ready for bed, and they don't speak. At 1130, they come together into the church and they put sheets on the stained glass windows so that no moonlight can get in. There there are no torches that are lit. And they get together in this stone church, and it is complete black, and they lock the doors from the inside out, just the people of the village. At midnight, there's going to be a, a large knocking on these giant wood doors of the church. the first time no one answers and then someone knocks from the outside again everyone inside the church the doors locked from the inside out and the priest on the outside of the church who in this one specific time is representing jesus this is what he says give me the keys give me the keys to sin to hell Death and the grave. And then one townsperson who has been given the giant keys that lock the building from the inside out starts at the back where the altar is and drags the keys on the stone floor so everyone can hear straight up the middle to the back where the doors are and they unlock the door and they give the keys to the priest who in this moment is representing Jesus. And they fling open the doors. And on the outside of the church, there is a feast that is waiting. And the torches are lit. And it symbolizes this group of people who have been taken and rescued from the clutches of sin, death, hell, darkness in the grave. And they step into the kingdom of light. So this is what Paul writes in Colossians 1, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, in in, in the midst of the couple of verses before that, it talks about, like, there's this ability to know what God's will is. There's this ability to experience, like, this overflowing thankfulness for what it is to be rescued. There's this ability to... to feel and to live into the power according to God. There's ability to grow in the knowledge of God. There's the ability to come fully alive into the person that God has dreamed that you would be in that kingdom in a way that you could never, ever be back here in the kingdom of darkness. Does that make sense? Now, the thing that I want you to imagine is this. I want you to imagine that all the town people have left the church except you. And what you have decided to do, because this is not the first time that this has happened in your town. This is actually like something that happens every single year. They've been doing this for hundreds of years now. And all the townspeople have left the stone church. And outside. It's not shadows anymore. Outside, it's blazing torches and bonfires and a feast that they will never have any other time of the year except for this one. But rather than fully leaving the church, you stand in the doorway. And behind you is complete darkness. And in front of you is complete light. And here you are in the doorway that is the shadows. And rather than going out, this is what you decide to do instead. You pick up a book. And you read about someone's account of what that feast was like 70 years before. And you read, and you're like, this this feast sounds so amazing. It's unbelievable. And then you call out to a friend, and you're like, hey, that, that pork that you're eating, what's that taste like? And the guy looks at you and is like, I don't know. Why don't you come and try it yourself? And then you pick up the book and you read an account of someone from like 30 years ago who, who's talking about this night and this feast and how powerful it was for them. But you stand in the shadows of the doorway. The thing that this passage is talking about is knowledge. The Greek word that is, that is used here, we're only going to hit one Greek word tonight, and it is the word epignosis. And what it is talking about, it's not information that you find in a book. It is the knowledge that you gain through experiencing something. And what Paul is talking about is not that you would know about God. It is not that you would know about redemption. It is not that you would know about theology. It is that you would know God. That you would leave the shadows of the doorway and step into the party. That you would actually live your life. It's Paul saying that he does not want you to know about something that's going to happen when you die. He wants you to know through experiencing God long before you die. Epignosis, what this passage is about, is experience knowledge. Would you not know about God's redemption? Would you live into the freedom of that redemption? In other words, there is something there's, a, there's like a universe of difference between the supreme knowledge that we are being invited into of experiencing God in his kingdom and his resurrection versus borrowing someone else's experience. Would we be a people that refuse to borrow someone else's experience, even if that experience is found in the scriptures? You can read the scriptures and still be an atheist. Would we never be those kinds of people? The scriptures are meant that we would come into contact with the live wire that is Jesus Christ, the supreme king of kings and lord of lords. The call for us tonight is is just very simply. Would we be the people who walk fully through the doors? Not the people who stay in the darkness, not the people who stay in the flickering shadows, but the people who walk all the way into the light. Because he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves. Paul's prayer for these people, and our prayer for you tonight, is that you would, ex- you would have an experience. You would not know about something. You would know something. That you would know what eternity tastes like. That you would know what life in the kingdom is like, that you would know who you were created to be, that you would know the king of kings, not because you heard about it, but because you have experienced it. Our, our prayer for you tonight uh, is, is that I would actually just get out of the way now. Um, I, I could, like, again, what I could do is just, like, preach for another 45 minutes, go through every Greek word, unpack everything. In, in some ways, nothing would give me greater joy. But you don't need to experience me, right, like in this way tonight. What we want to do is just to create some space for you to experience Jesus. Uh, and so this is, we're just going to have an open time where we, we're going to worship. Um, and I want to give you a couple of different ways that we can respond tonight. Uh, we are going to have the space, we have it every week that's, that's up here, and this is like, if, if you want to grab on to the Lord, and you don't want anyone with you, if you don't want anyone in your way, you just come up here, and you kneel, and you pray. And you cry out to God. We're going to have some folks who are going to stand at the walls. I want to encourage you, um, if you're an elder, if you're one of the people who are part of our prayer team, if you could go ahead and stand at the walls. And, and what I want you to pray specifically tonight, if you visit the walls, is simply that as the person prays for you, um, that, they, that there would be an activation of the Holy Spirit within you. The Spirit is already there. What we need to do is to have that Spirit break further into us. There's this picture that I've been praying about um, the last couple of days. I, w- I want you to imagine there's a sponge. Um, and the thing about sponges, like when you use it and you're scrubbing all the junk that's in your sink... Is if you've got it full of water and full of gunk, if you just let it sit there, what eventually happens is it becomes as like hard as a rock. And the way that you bring that sponge back to life isn't to take a giant water hose and to just pour a fire hose of water onto that sponge. Because it's so hard that it pushes the water off. What, what, what needs to happen is that one little drop of water hits the sponge and it slowly begins to open, and then another drop of water hits the sponge, and it opens a little bit more, and another drop hits it, and and the the sponge is able to receive the living water that opens it up. For some of us tonight, we are just, we are numb, Uh, and we are what what the Hebrew scriptures talk about, where it's like our hearts have, have, they've just grown hard, and there is good news for you tonight. Um, there, there is a drop of living water that we want to pray into your heart tonight. That the spirit that is there would receive it and would open up slowly that thing that feels hard tonight. And then finally, there's there some of us tonight who uh, we have actually never seen the light. We've never met Jesus before. Um, and if that's you, if you want to hear more about Jesus, if you want to encounter Jesus tonight... We would love to pray for you. There will be people at the walls. Let me, uh, let me open this time for us tonight. Let's pray. Lord, we want to be people who know you. We want to be people who walk with you in the same way that the disciples walked with you and, and Paul encountered you on the road to Damascus the two disciples who, who left Jerusalem heartbroken because of your crucifixion, and yet they walked with you in ways they did not know. Lord, we want to be open to your spirit, to having an encounter with you tonight, even if we find ourselves hard, if we find ourselves cynical, if we, if we find ourselves feeling like we're a million miles away. Lord, your scripture say that if we would draw near to you, that you will draw near to us. So help us, Lord Jesus. And your presence, Lord, is where we want to be. So Lord, we are thankful like David that that this was the day that we could gather into the house of the Lord. But Lord, we thank you that in, in all the places we go this week that you'll be with us. Would you fill us tonight with your spirit? Fill us to overflowing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: and seen of the goodness of God, it's so good, so good, drink from the cup of the water of life, it's so good, so good, everyone's welcome, we've all been invited to come, Table is ready There's room for Everyone And it's come before you just as I am, I lay me at your feet, I bring before you all that I have, and lay it at your feet, you are worthy. You are worthy, worthy, worthy so. Praise like oil. For you I pour it out. For you I pour it out. I pour, I pour it out for you. Praise like oil. For you I pour it out. For you I pour.
0: promise for the people of God is that the future that awaits us is already breaking into our present. So we're, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay in this moment. I want to read you a bit of our future. And what we're asking the Lord to do is that this future will break in now. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp nor the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light." and they will reign forever and ever. There's a day that awaits us uh, where all darkness, all curses, all sin, all pain and shame and brokenness is expelled. And so we continue to pray into this moment that that future will visit our present. So Lord Jesus, would you continue to be with us now? Would you continue to speak to us? Would you continue to reveal yourself to your people tonight?
1: the world. You are the God who builds You are the one who saves You are the God who prospers Evil has no claim You are the God who builds You are the one who saves You are the God who prospers Fervently we pray You are the God who builds You are the God who prospers, evil has no claim. You are the God who builds, you are the one who saves, you are the God who prospers, fervently we pray. Spirit pour out in blood the city. Heaven come down and Shake the walls, fearless Lord. The world is waiting. Father, let Your kingdom come. Spirit, pour out, Spirit, pour out, and flood the city. Heaven, come down, Heaven, come down, and shake. Ok que... saying we glorified.
2: For this reason we also since the day we heard of it do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk in a manner worthy of the lord pleasing to all being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, enduring everything with perseverance and patience joyfully, giving thanks to the Father who has enabled us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Pastor Doug, for this gift today. And y'all should be grateful I didn't have this to preach. (laughs) Great job, my brother. But if you're sitting here and you're going, what the heck is going on? I am not connecting. (laughs) Flesh and blood can't reveal it to you. And um, when somebody's as smart as Pastor Doug is, to be courageous, it's nope. I don't need to use my smartness today. So, if you don't know what's going on, I'm going to give you a tip. This is a, this is a, I believe this tip will help you. Here it is. Enduring everything with perseverance and patience joyfully. One of the ways you'll know that you actually encountered God to another level is when you're able to go something that should absolutely crush you and you have joy. (laughs) That's how you know because you'll know that nothing, it's like, this don't make sense. My circumstances are whacked up, but I got joy. Now, you know what? I wish I could make that happen for you. The only way you get it is what that Greek word you used, Doug, Eskimosko, what was that? What was that knowledge word, the knowledge word? Epignosis. The only way you're going to know it is you have an epignosis moment with God. So that's my prayer for you. And right at the beginning of this verse, it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. I'm telling you, man, I love that because I'm, I can stand here today with integrity and say, I'm praying for y'all, man. God is about to do something far beyond us. And we just keep leaning in. Amen? So, Father God, we thank you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the worship team. Thank you that I just love these young people getting freer and freer. uh, they can just add songs to this thing and everything they just freeze man I love it you're brilliant God be glorified God. be glorified spirit pour out flood this city shake the walls but you look at the person beside you and say you're just just beautiful I I don't know why I'm saying that to you. you you're just beautiful I don't even know why I'm saying <laughs> because we're the people of God amen clap your hands for Jesus alright amen praise the Lord thank you for coming go and live what you've experienced go and experience some more of God amen